Welcome to the Planet Laundry Podcast. This message is brought to you by Planet Laundry, the magazine of the Coin Laundry Association. In this episode, you will hear our editor, Bob Neiman, interview Peter Stern, Managing Director of Clean Ventures, a newly formed venture capital fund created to attract and invest in growth stage laundry companies. You can read the entire story, Venturing in the Future, in the January 2021 edition of the magazine. Uh, Peter, thanks for being with us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, can can you tell me about the formation of Clean Ventures uh, and its mission within the laundry industry? Yeah, so for the past 25 years, we've built and operated the largest retail laundromat company in North America. Then throughout the past decade or so, but more uh, focused on the last few years, we've constantly pushed ourselves to explore the eventual and inevitable modernization of the laundry industry. Mm-hmm. For various reasons, laundry has been unsexy, unstudied, and not that modern. <laughs> While people have innovated systems and services for food delivery, errands, and and uh, and more, but they really haven't focused in on the laundry and laundromat sector. Mm-hmm. Um, introducing new technology, engineering new wash and fold solutions, and other novel direct disruptions to the industry will, on one hand, compete against our traditional retail operating business, but on the other hand, induce significant growth to the size of the entire industry. Given our significant presence in the laundry industry, coupled with our deep management team and experience, we realize that we're poised to be the ultimate strategic investor to any company aiming to disrupt or improve the laundry laundry industry. Mm-hmm. In addition to offering insights and advisory, we can directly accelerate the startup's timetable by uh, rolling out their goods and services to our fleet of stores. We have the ability to pilot products, uh, conduct surveys, and actually test or even just purchase a company's product in our large retail business, which can dramatically increase the stage of a startup. As a basic example, we had investment investment that was pre-revenue upon closing, and then just seven months later, they had an annual run uh, run rate of revenue exceeding 500,000, which raised a venture round at 15 times higher than our investment basis. Hmm. Interesting. Very good. Yeah, great point. Um, Well, beside yourself, Peter, who else is involved in this new company? Yeah, so uh, the principal is uh, also the principal of laundry capital, Alex Weiss, who is a familiar name throughout the industry, mm-hmm. uh, pioneered the big box concept back in the, in the mid-90s and uh, real estate group that uh, was initiated uh, around the laundry industry has also uh, developed Global Energy, which is a... Uh, a uh, reseller of uh, utility services to the industry and has been very active uh, and well-known in and around the industry for the past three decades. Uh, we also brought in Adam Greenbaum, who is uh, brings a lot of young energy and passion, comes from uh, investment banking, private equity background, uh, worked with uh, Atlas Capital, and then uh, prior to that, uh, the likes of Apollo Global Management, Morgan Stanley, 
Fitzgerald. Um, we have uh, uh, Gary Heller as our CFO, who mm -hmm. has an uh, investment banking background, along with uh, some um, operational accounting chops. And then on uh, mm -hmm. um, our advisory board, we have uh, Mark Berman, who has a uh, deep uh, private equity and investment banking background, and as well as uh, Michael Fanger from Eastern Funding, who mm -hmm. uh, is certainly well-known and influential in the one-run industry. Right. Certainly all very, uh, very well-known names and, and veterans of the, uh, of the laundry business. So uh, very good. Well, why do you believe that now is the right time to launch uh, this type of adventure? Yeah, good question. We're, we're witnessing uh, a renaissance in the industry where it's uh, getting a lot of attention from Silicon Valley talents looking to replicate blueprints uh, for tech-based strategies they already executed with great success in other industries. We're also seeing uh, new forms of capital uh, from VCs, family offices, private equity firms, and even public markets paying much greater attention to our industry. Mm -hmm. We believe our unparalleled experience and industry uh, in the industry positions us to vet, validate, and probably validate uh, young companies. Mm -hmm. We can also help these companies strategic planning, uh, navigating around landmines, effectively networking in the industry, and uh, use our operating platform to serve as a lab, launching new products and services. Uh, we provide a secure comfort vehicle for both startups uh, mm -hmm. new to the landscape and investors. We know they want to participate, mm -hmm. but they lack the specific industry knowledge to really conduct effective due diligence. Right, right, right. Well, without, uh, you know, asking for uh, specific uh, clients of, uh, of Clean Ventures right now, can you discuss the kinds of technology and maybe some of the other disruptive business models that you're currently seeing within the laundromat industry? Yeah, so there's, there's definitely uh, some more obvious and apparent ones uh, around uh, Washington fold and pick up and delivery, mm -hmm. and then there's uh, like the software uh, applications for marketing and POS systems that we're seeing. Certainly, we, we believe uh, there's never been a real focus on uh, data acquisition uh, in, in this uh, business and, right. and the monetization of that, which uh, we're, you obviously see in a lot of other retail applications, so we, we think there'll be um, significant uh, opportunities there. Peer-to-peer uh, -peer is a, a very exciting concept around the laundry service, obviously seeing the growth of peer-to-peer in -peer uh, many other sectors, so we think it's a, um, a uh, definitely great opportunity here. Um, yeah, and, and then... Uh, so, you know, some of the less obvious ones, I, I, I happen to be passionate about uh, the concept of uh, energy and utility savings. Mm -hmm. I, I think water recycling in our industry could be uh, a win-win not only for uh, the uh, business applications of saving money, but, you know, also environmental concerns. So I think that, uh, you know, we're, we're one of the largest users of uh, uh, of water uh, 
from this application. Right. And uh, I, I think that, you know, it's, a, it's obviously a huge cost uh, to the bottom line. And then you're seeing water become more and more of a uh, scarce resource. So I, I think that's an interesting play. I think there's, I think there's opportunities around, uh, you know, innovations in garment care um, that, and, uh, you know, maybe different products uh, around that. Um, and then it, the automation end, uh, you know, I, I think that, mm-hmm. you know, advancements in artificial intelligence and robotics and the rising cost of labor, I, I can see a lot of automation coming to the box and coming to the industry, whether it's uh, robotic folding machines. Uh, I'm sure everybody in America would love to not have to fold their own laundry anymore. <laughs> right. um, you know, you, you see in Japan a lot of things, uh, uh, you know, around uh, vended product that haven't quite hit the U.S. Um, so, you know, those, those are some of the sectors that we're looking at, and I'm sure there's others that are just uh, you know, beyond our radar or our imagination at this point. So really looking forward to uh, scouring to see what's out there, what some young entrepreneurs uh, have cooking, and uh, see if we can make some investments in them and fuel their growth. Right. There, there's certainly a lot going on uh, in, in the laundry industry and a lot going on in the different segments. And uh, as, certainly as we go forward, uh, there, there, there's going to be some changes. Um, given that, Peter, do you see the laundromat industry growing? Yeah, so uh, we see the laundromat industry growing tremendously, um, especially with, with what we're seeing trend of shifting to wash and fold. Uh, mm-hmm. When you do the math in, in round numbers, the cost of a customer doing self-service laundry is approximately $0.25 cents per pound uh, depending on the markets. Whereas for full service wash and fold, you're looking at $2. So each time customers converted from a self-service customer to a full service customer, their lifetime recurring revenue uh, to the industry increases eightfold. Mm-hmm. In this new era of the gig economy, people people's greatest asset is their time. Almost 50% of the population regularly uses convenience-driven apps like Grubhub, Uber, or Amazon Prime. Uh, the fact that the average American spends 200 manual hours per year doing laundry mm-hmm. is beginning to change uh, when they when they evaluate the, the the value and the return on that time. Right, right. So certainly, um, consumer patterns are changing with regard to laundry. I think you'll agree with that, as you, as you just mentioned. Uh, how can laundromat owners specifically take advantage of this uh, this Customer evolution, I guess. Yeah. So, as described, as I just described, you know, mm-hmm. in my last end, we're we're seeing a, a massive shift to the service end of the business. So, operators can begin to opt into this change by refining their wash and fold and pickup and delivery offerings. Um, and I think while marketing historically has not been a big focus of many operators. It'll become an essential tool in their arsenal. We also believe that operators need to reinvent their box to attract and retain a younger demographic 
who will pay, you know, we, we've seen that they'll pay a premium for their time, their comfort, and amenities. Um, I also, as I touched upon uh, before, I see a trend towards environmentally and uh, socially conscious consumerism. So I think uh, operators um, should become more in tune and integrated with the communities they serve. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very good. Well, what are some specific ways that you're seeing this industry modernizing itself, especially in recent years? Yeah, I think much of the attention has been seen in this uh, app-based on-demand laundry service space, mm-hmm. but we have seen the origins of uh, new POS uh, and payment systems, uh, along with business management platforms, and then, uh, you know, uh, venturing into the digital marketing and CRM systems uh, inside the box. While, you know, on the other end, manufacturers have certainly made more modern upgrades to their equipment lines. Uh, You see this rolling out much slower because um, you don't see operators uh, extremely motivated to retool the equipment on a a large scale. That's going to take many years to mm-hmm. uh, take hold place. Right, right, absolutely. Well, uh, Peter, you and, and certainly a number of other of the principals within Clean Ventures have great experience with the large chain uh, operation, large chain laundromats. And, and and how is this specific segment of the business doing right now? times uh, throughout this pandemic, mm-hmm. um, you know, not without the operational uh, personnel and uh, added expenses uh, that, that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, and I, I think certainly from our perspective, uh, we've been fortunate to have the large format 24-hour uh, boxes with ample parking, mm-hmm. which uh, certainly helped in this new social distancing environment. Uh, we have a lot of our customers that, you know, park, uh, they, they go into the store, load up the equipment, and then wait outside in their cars because um, they just don't want to be uh, exposed uh, inside for, for too long. Um, so, you know, and I think that uh, it, that's uh, been largely appreciated by our customers. Um, you know, the, the 24-hour aspect also, you know, the, 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 you kind of, kind of even out the uh, mm-hmm. the peaks of, of the business where now customers know that they can come anytime, you know, throughout the early morning or late night where it, it won't be that crowded. Right, right, absolutely. Well, continuing on with the the conversation on large chain operations, what can a, what can a single store laundry owner or even someone with just just a few stores, what can they learn from today's big chain operations and and how they uh, they handle things logistically and just everything, how they how they run their operations? What can the single store guy learn? Yeah, it's 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 interesting because uh, you know. I've always said, and I, you know, still think it holds true today that uh, we can learn as much, if not more, from the the smaller independent owner-operators as they can learn from us. Uh, We see operators work in the box with their family, 
taking great care of the individual customers, knowing them by name and and, uh, and, and even their children. And uh, they're more on top of every detail of their business than we could ever be. The only thing that I think they, they need to learn is not to devalue themselves with their pricing. Mm-hmm. If you keep your store clean, provide excellent customer service, your equipment's working all the time, and you have a comfortable space for your customers, they'll appreciate it and they'll pay for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see too many credible owner-operators afraid to raise their prices, and we believe it's a disservice to the entire industry as a whole when they do that. Right, right. Laundry customers really aren't as uh, price sensitive, I guess, as a lot of people fear. Exactly. Right, right. Now, are are you predicting more consolidation within the laundromat industry down the road? Do you see more of that happening? Um, Yes. (laughs) This has been the multi-million dollar question for almost (laughs) three decades. Yes. so many smarter minds than mine have been uh, poor prognosticators when it comes to consolidation questions. So uh, I'm not going to follow in their footsteps. I, I, I will say that the same challenges of consolidation, which they said years ago, still exist today. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to execute a truly successful national retail rollout, uh, a true differentiation mm-hmm. in a core product or service offering needs to really emerge, which can establish real branding power. Without this monumental change in the eyes of the consumer experience, I see the mom and pops uh, continue to hold their ground uh, for for years to come. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, in your opinion, what are are some of the pros and cons of, uh, again, this consolidation that we're kind of seeing? So the pros are... The maturation of the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, economic scale can be established, uh, concentrate sales channels, will attract sophisticated vendors and more innovation. Larger chains could invest in more R&D, um, afford more, more risk, and experiment, which will create continuous improvement. Mm-hmm. Bigger chains uh, typically share their learnings and um, always raise the bar of best practices across their portfolio. I see that I saw that a lot when I worked with uh, McDonald's in the past. They relied on their franchisees for innovations, and then they would, they, they would take these and roll them out. So um, customers will benefit from this constantly refined product and service. The cons of it um, uh, are at the end of one of the last uh retail enterprises still dominated by the mom and pop. Mm-hmm. Um, to, I'm sorry, to see the end of mm-hmm. uh, um, era, there's still something to me truly special about your local owner-operator mm-hmm. who you know by name. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that family-run business who's really a part of and integrated to the community, mm-hmm. the personal, hardworking entrepreneur who truly cares for each and every customer they serve. I believe there's something um, really special about that, and uh, it's becoming rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, when I when I weigh those pros and cons and, and I think about them, um, I, I do think, as I, I touched upon with the McDonald's, example of it, 
you know, maybe there is a compromise uh, which serves everybody's interest, and that would be a franchise operation where, you know, you get the best of both worlds. You get the buying power scale uh, of consolidation, but you have people really invested in their business working inside the boxes. So I, I do see that as Right, right. And it's interesting you bring that up because, you know, recently franchises have seemed to be making some inroads in the in the laundromat industry. Do you um, do you see this franchise model beginning to take hold uh, and perhaps find success where, you know, it really hasn't in the past? Yeah, so, I, you know, as I mentioned, I think franchising could be an ideal compromise between the, the need for scaled operations with, with that buying power um, combined with that hands-on mentality and passion of, of the owner-operator. Mm-hmm. In order for a franchisee to be successful, you, you, you truly have to deliver them a, a real brand, a, a system, uh, a product or a service with that differential that would warrant the fees that you charge them. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I don't believe that exists yet, mm-hmm. but once it does, I see it absolutely catching fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, why should why should potential investors and entrepreneurs uh, be looking at the laundromat industry these days, uh, rather than maybe some other potential business opportunities that they could be getting into? What's what's attractive about uh, laundromats these days? Yeah, the, the most exciting proposition I see is our expectation that the sheer size of the industry will dramatically expand uh, with this continued shift to wash and fold and the introduction of new technology systems as mm-hmm. well as other disruptive improvements or, or changes to the industry. Um, the laundry industry is one of the few remaining large industries yet to truly um, be accessed by institutional capital, which we believe is changing the near term um, with increased modernization and growth of the industry size. So generally speaking, the companies today valued highest against their income are those that are asset light, and there are many asset light business applications for industry that'll be conducive to reaching that meaningful scale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. Peter, uh, last question for you, and I, I really appreciate your time today because I know uh, I know you're busy, uh, and I, I do appreciate you taking some time. Uh, last question is, what, what is it going to require to be a successful laundromat owner in 2021 and beyond? What what are the skills? What yeah. uh, what's what's needed? <laughs> yeah, I've been asked this question, and uh, you know, had some. Uh, interesting debates and discussions around it, but th- this question always reminds me of the parable of the frog in water very slowly increasing to a boil. Yes. I don't think that a drastic, notice- noticeable change next year, uh, the year after, or even the year after that. Mm-hmm. However, I do think there's a slow, gradual, undetected change that's occurring, mm-hmm. leading to Boiling point, um, much like the way Blockbuster Video eventually found itself in a pot of boiling water that they couldn't escape from while uh, Netflix looked down, uh, getting ready to enjoy their dinner. <laughs> very, very good. That's a great point. Hey, Peter, thank you so much. I appreciate the time, and uh, this has been very interesting for me, and, uh, and uh, I appreciate it. 
Thank you for joining us on our podcast today. Be sure to subscribe to Planet Laundry at www.planetlaundry.com slash subscribe and follow us on social media at Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube.